listening to In the House with Jenny Woon and Tony Singh, your West Coast real estate agents, a personal and professional development podcast for the everyday working woman. Gain proven business building tools and actionable strategies to maximize profitability. Here's your host, Jenny and Tony. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to In the House podcast with Tony Singh and Jenny Woon. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a really exciting topic. Today's topic is the top three excuses on why agents can't convert leads. Okay. I'm definitely tired of hearing excuses. Yeah. Can't wait to and so we spill will, the beans. Well, I was going to say, we're going to spill the beans at the end, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I've made up excuses <laughs> too. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Okay. Sure. Point so, number one. Leads are poor quality. Mm. Why are they poor quality? So actually, let's talk about how we get the leads in first. Sure. That we believe it's going to be poor quality. So this is the thing. I don't know. I know that there's a lot of lead services out there Mm -hmm. where you can pay a fee or something like that. And then the company or whoever you're working with gives you the leads to call or what have you. I personally have never used one of those services services. where they aggregate the leads. Yeah. And it's not that, I mean, I can't comment on whether or not they are useful. I'm sure some of them are. However, I'm, you know, I'm old school. I do it myself. like the door knocking. I like the door knocking because I don't need a telephone number. I also have in the past been able to find the numbers on my own. Mm -hmm. So you might be able to speak more to this topic if you're. Yeah. I mean, I've done the pay per click. Mm-hmm. I've done where the CRM company who houses all the leads in the database, they're the ones doing the ads for me on Facebook okay. and Google and on Instagram. So I've seen that where I'm paying basically a budget. Let's just say it's between three to $500 a month. They're guaranteeing me an X number of leads that come in. Sure. Whether they're from India or <laughs> Philippines or Florida, yes. they're still going to be part of that budget. So they okay. don't really qualify them. They're just trying to tap into getting the volume of leads coming in. Okay. So let me ask a question. These services that you've used, have you found them useful and helpful? Or has the same thing kind of gone through your mind at one point, which is, oh my gosh, these leads are poor quality. So automatically there's a finger pointing of Mm. Okay, the leads are not qualified. So who do we blame? Easy. The CRM company. The company that we're being invoiced by. (laughs) But what we really need to really investigate further is have we communicated to the company who our demographic is? Yeah, communication. Right? And Mm -hmm. outlining who we want to target. But also, once the lead comes in, have you set yourself up for a good program so that you are ensuring that you're following following up up with these leads. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I want to go back to the excuse of having poor quality leads. There are many other ways other than just paying for the ads and paying for a separate company to bring the leads to you. Other options would be like providing home evaluation landing pages. Mm -hmm. So if it's like you're broadcasting free evaluation. They come into one homepage and you have to find out what your home is worth. Mm -hmm. So to get to the second step to find your home's worth, you end up putting in your information. um, information. So that's another way to get leads. Another way is maybe targeting Craigslist or Property Brothers or somewhere where they're for sale by owner, Mm -hmm. or you're looking at expired listings Mm -hmm. and trying to tap into that market. (laughs) I've never personally done expired listings. I just Feel like they're that's, the most fun. Are they okay? Yeah, they're fun. So maybe you can speak to that. But for ensuring that you're getting the best conversion, 
is really understanding the need of the market and the motivation behind it. Mm-hmm. So I would agree. That's just one way to turn your mindset around, that turning from a poor quality lead into something that can be actually useful and a good lead. Well, I think you're absolutely right. I think it definitely requires a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times you have to look within. It's like, where are you not being held accountable to making something happen? Mm-hmm. It's not something that's external, it's internal. So turn that finger around. (laughs) Is there anything that you wanted to say? (laughs) Anything else you wanted to say about my leads are poor quality as an excuse? I would say, you know, this kind of brings me back to the episode we did with Jess Levinol, where you have to target your message a lot more clear and have a connection with your audience so that you can have better quality leads that come through from your social media. Yeah, That's a great point. And Jess was great to have on the show. Mm -hmm. What's the second excuse why agents cannot convert leads? My CRM is not good enough. What CRM? Are you able to share what CRM you use? Of course. I share everything with you guys. I don't hold back. I use Top Producer inefficiently. (laughs) I try my best, but I don't take advantage of all of the features that it offers. Like out of 100% of that system, what percentage are you using? Ooh, honestly, there's probably things I don't even know about that I could use. So maybe only 25%. Which is really low. It's but so low. I would say their monthly subscription is probably pretty low as well. It is low. So for my purposes, I mostly use it to keep track of our client database and put some important points in there. I use a separate mailing campaign. I don't do it through Top Producer. I probably should to make it easier on myself, but the system was already set up separately, so I haven't integrated the two. Mm -hmm. I have used Top Producer. Mm. I've used Boomtown. Mm -hmm. I'm currently using Brivity. And then I use other CRMs provided by the developer. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is, is that we're still using MailChimp. Yeah, I am too. And we're still using Google Doc. Yeah, I'm too. (laughs) To manage our database. And, you know, we signed up for Brivity because it was developed by a realtor and it kind of worked on the back end because they also developed the website, the front end as well. So we were trying to find something that we're able to kind of use the two functions. Sure, it makes total sense. Mm -hmm. But I'll be honest, I don't really 100% really know how to use Brivity. Mm -hmm. So I made a promise to myself this year to... It seems like I tend to change CRMs every three to four years, Mm -hmm. which is not fair because I have not fully applied myself to the CRM. You're going to dive deeper into Brivity to see what kind of functionality can support your team? Right. So because of me switching, obviously I've been blaming the CRM for not converting these leads. (laughs) And I think the point of it is that there's no CRM that's perfect. There's not, unless you're actually making the CRM yourself for what your tailor-made business requires. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, notes are a hot mess. The date of birth, the anniversary dates, the day of possession are typically not entered in unless you have a really, really, really good assistant. My assistant does that for me now. (laughs) Okay. So that's probably another episode of how to do a best hire. But yeah, you definitely need someone who is on top of that. And are they going back to even just your clients that have closed about five or 10 years ago? Yes. I requested specifically that that be done. It took a long time. I felt really bad for Simon, poor Simon. (laughs) And that being said, it was absolutely crucial and essential to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Another good tip to enhance the use of your CRM, 
would be having a habit of logging in. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Darcy LaRock, when we had her on the show, she was fantastic. Yes. She kind of said that too, right? Number one, some people don't fully utilize their CRM. I told you that I only use top producer 25% of the time. And also, you know, some people, if there's more functionalities and things that you can use for it, mm-hmm. if you don't log in, you're not going to know. You have to educate yourself. So I guess there's ownership in terms of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. our leads are like being rotated in amongst our groups, like our leads are. Mm-hmm. And the last time I probably held them accountable for it was probably <laughs> not since we signed up for Brivity, just because See, it, we end up having so many referrals and mm-hmm, outside leads besides what's coming on online. And those are the toughest to close. Yeah. Or is that an excuse? I want No, it's a, it's a mindset and a bit of an excuse, but I yeah. want to say something important. Jenny, so you hit something perfectly. Only a true leader would be able to admit that you have not held your team accountable since you had opened your Brevity account. Mm-hmm. True leader right there. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm going to log in and redistribute the leads. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? You never know if that lead has already bought, but- um, I think it's still worth a telephone call. You know, and it doesn't cost any money to email. Well, from absolutely. Or drip campaigns for yeah, sure for, for some of those people. Which I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. afterwards, but one of the things as well is when you're contacting these clients from the CRM, you need to really actively listen with them Sure. when you're asking these questions. Mm-hmm. And so by actively listening, you can input proper notes into the CRM. Absolutely. And something that we just started doing. So, you know, when you have a lot of great clients and they tell you specific, important things that are important to their experience mm-hmm. or something that they really are passionate about and love. When you have hundreds of clients, it can be easy to mix things. And I always add a note in specifically for each client where they said something that specifically stands out. Mm-hmm. And I probably wouldn't forget it anyhow, but you never know. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have it there. Right. What happens if they bought a detached home and they're moving again in seven to 10 years? Well, would you yeah. remember that piece of information perhaps? Mm-hmm. And it's also been a long time. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it's important to log that information in. Yeah. So there should be like an activities or history section in the CRM. And there's a note section, maybe the notes you're writing down all the kids' names, the cat and dog names. What do they like? What kind of wine do they like to drink? Mm -hmm. And then history activity would be where the drip campaigns are logged. The last time you reached out to them. The last time Mm -hmm. you wrote a card or a birthday card to them. Mm -hmm. So those are, yeah, just basically trying to use, maximize ability of the CRM. Yeah. Last item, last excuse is (laughs) your leads are ignoring you and not picking up the phone. But why is that? Well, that's, that's a hundred percent a mindset issue. So I don't have anything to say about that. I'm, (laughs) I've just working in projects, making the phone calls makes such a significant difference than emailing week every week by every week. This is true. People are inundated these days with emails and they've got a lot on the go. I mean, people are trying to find more time for things. So if you're able to get somebody on the other line and actually have a conversation, it's going to be more impactful Mm -hmm. probably to their situation as well as for you when you're formulating what what needs to happen next or like Mm -hmm. the interest level. Mm -hmm. So what I've done is rather than just calling, 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 or emailing just one specific approach, I basically, this campaign would be a variety of phone calling, Mm -hmm. of texting, emailing. Yeah, mix it up. And then following up from what I just left a message. So for example, if I left a message, then it would follow with an email saying, 
oh, hey, I'm so, so sorry I missed you, but I like left a voicemail. This is what I'm calling about. But you know what? Why don't I reach you at this date? So set an expectation of when you're going to be following up again. Mm-hmm. And then that way they can call you back. Great advice, Jenny. Totally. And staying consistent um, hmm. would probably be one of the key things in this section. Yes. Is um, and getting again, into the habit. It, staying consistent starts with you as the individual. So if you're running a team, you need to be consistent in order for your team to be consistent. Totally. Foundation. May I say one other thing? So it was really quick, um, <laughs> quick and sweet and to the point. So the three top excuses, but I just made three quick notes. Yes. Um, I want to just do the opposite of that. So when we look at the excuses, I see very clearly three things that stand out to me in terms of the opposites of those excuses. So for example, what I actually think it is when people use these as excuses Mm -hmm. is number one, first and and foremost, mindset, a hundred percent mindset, Mm -hmm. 95% of the battle is mindset. Also tied into that could be worthiness. Am I worthy enough to speak to these people and convert them as a client? Mm -hmm. The answer is yes, you are worthy. So that's actually one and two. Uh, Third would be, I think it comes down to what's integrated into this. Do you believe in yourself? Mm -hmm. And that relates specifically to worthiness. Mm -hmm. And my last point would be skill level, which we didn't actually touch on. Mm -hmm. There is a certain degree of skill level that can be associated with higher conversion of leads. So you're talking about a sales script or a, a I or mean, talking about how to connect on the phone? Mm-hmm. Okay. How would someone improve on their skill so that they can convert yeah. their lead? There's a lot of great real estate trainers out there or even sales trainers mm-hmm. outside of the real estate board, those kinds of things, right? Sometimes you need to go outside of right. that. One of the great trainers that I was a coaching member of was the Mike Ferry organization. So this is really interesting because back when you could travel, I would go to something called a prospecting clinic. Have you ever been to one of those? No. Okay. I just want to say one thing about it because I, I learned so much. So I would fly down to Vegas once every other quarter. This is before I had kids because I don't like being away from them now. And then basically you you're in a room with a whole bunch of realtors from all over North America you have a headset on and you basically have to call back home to your list of people, but it's a two-way headset. So the coach or whoever's there coaching you actually listens to the conversation. Okay. And the first time that I had ever gone, I set like zero, maybe one appointment. I would say zero to one appointments. Meanwhile, there were realtors and I was a new realtor then, realtors that were setting 15 to 20 appointments in three days. Like all you do for eight hours is prospect. Wow. Straight. And so the second time that I went, I mean, I was disheartened the first time. Second time, I think I set six appointments. Third time, it was eight appointments. You know, so there is a skill level involved as well. Some of it has to do- Yeah, with Mm -hmm. the flexion in the voice or Mm -hmm. you said it actually yourself, actively listening Mm -hmm. when you are speaking to a lead to hear Mm -hmm. what is important to them and what their motivations are for getting a home sold or buying one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Taking all these coaching classes, I would, Brian Buffini, Tom mm-hmm. Ferry, Richard Robbins, everything is about habit. And consistency, and like consistency. you mentioned. Yes. So I would definitely ensure that if you are going to be adopting all these practices, yeah. that you give it its full range of opportunity to, to succeed. 
Because if you're so. just looking at it short term, mm-hmm. it's never going to happen because not everyone is ready to buy or sell. Yeah. And that speaks directly to lead follow-up too, right? Timelines. Everybody has a different timeline. Mm-hmm. Some people have conditions. So in turn, you put those notes into the CRM, get your calendar ready to go and ask those questions. Hey, like, what's your timeline? What's your motivation? Pay attention to the changes in their family lifestyle, Mm -hmm. in their dynamics, in their situation, and just be on top of it. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely can say I've signed up listings Mm -hmm. just because of follow-up calls. Lead follow-up is actually more important than the initial lead conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't have anything further to say to any of that. Do you, Jenny? Please comment. (laughs) Comment. And you know what? We love five out of five stars. (laughs) Write a review. Jenny, uh, always be selling. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Because we want to hear from you guys. But thanks for listening. These are the three excuses or not excuses to convert leads. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone. Hope you. you have a great day. We hope this has been helpful. Our intention is to unite the industry's most powerful, top performing women, empower women with aspiring stories, and provide you with tools and actionable strategies so you can apply it to your personal and professional life. So, what we'd love you to do is connect with us on Instagram at In the House Podcast. If you've listened to this episode, take a screenshot of it and share and tag us on your feed. Let us know your thoughts. Give us some feedback. We want to connect with you and hear about your journey. It's been a pleasure to have this conversation with you. Don't forget to hit subscribe, write a review, and share our profile with your friends and peers. Until next time.